Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Hello, hello, family. I am so sorry about this voice. And if you are watching this on YouTube, that is true. What you see is what you get. I am doing this in a bathrobe. And for those of you listening, if my voice sounds slightly off, that is because I believe I'm about to lose my voice. I think I have a little bout of laryngitis, but I woke up this morning and this podcast cast said, me, my turn. Can you please talk about me today? And so I just said, well, hopefully my voice will hold out and let's get into this. I wasn't planning on doing this episode at all. It's something I think about a lot. It's something I talk to clients about a fair amount, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, it just made me feel a little too vulnerable, self-conscious. It's a little on the woo-woo side for some people, even though it's not, but it can be taken that way. And I just got self-conscious. So I thought, well, we're not talking about this. And like I said, I woke up today and it was like, nope, this is it. This is the time I want to be talked about. And I want to be talked about to these people. So you know, that's what we do on this podcast. I just, we talk about the things that we don't usually talk about. So I said, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get into it today's podcast may feel a little bit different for some people. And I'm going to try to get through it without crying. Not because there's anything wrong with crying. Crying is absolutely excellent. It's wonderful. I love when my clients cry because they're getting out emotions. If you've ever met anybody who's dated me long term, they will tell you, Rochelle loves to see you cry. Every man I dated has been like, you love this, don't you? You love seeing me cry. And not that I love making them cry, but yes, I love seeing people cry because it is truth. It is authenticity. It is emotion being released from the body. which is so important. The only reason I apologize is it may make it a little bit harder to hear me. So that is why I am going to try not to do it on this episode, sheerly just because we're already dealing with some laryngitis. And what we're going to talk about on today's episode is that sometimes we get the things we ask for in ways we didn't want. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we get the things that we ask for or that we need perhaps in ways we didn't want, and most often in ways we didn't expect. But can we still take the time to reflect and appreciate them? So often we're in survival mode. So often we are, quote unquote, busy. We are just getting through life. We are getting through the week, the day, the hour, the moment, and we are not reflecting enough. It's one of the reasons I bring up when people are going through trauma or stressful times or don't know what to do. I always say journal, just take time to sit down and say, what am I thinking? What am I feeling right now? What's really going on for me in this moment? How can I really organize these thoughts? And that is what I want us to do today. Not necessarily if you're driving, you're hiking, not necessarily I want you to journal, but Are you and can you take the time to reflect on times where you got what you wanted or needed 
It just wasn't in the way that you wanted. So maybe you pass it off as, ah, that wasn't it. Ah, the universe hates me. Life hates me. My family hates me. I hate me. Whatever it is. We don't take that time to say, oh, you know what? Maybe I actually got the thing that I really needed. So an example of that in my life is that many years ago, I was having some issues with a family member and I didn't feel comfortable coming home for Christmas to spend time with them. And I was real pissed about this. If you guys listen to my podcast, I can get to pissed real quick. And I was super mad. I was mad at the situation. I was mad at the person. I was mad at the way other family members were handling it. I was grieving the situation, which I couldn't express my grief in a helpful way. So I was just pissed. And not only was fist pissed, I was feeling sorry for myself. Like, I've got the worst life ever. Everybody's going home for the holidays. Everybody's going to see family. I had already scheduled my ticket to go home to see family, but I didn't want to spend it with them. I was so upset. And a good friend, very, very good friend of mine, said, why don't you come to my family's? And she and I had grown up together. I knew her family incredibly well. I loved them. I was like a second daughter, a second sister to them. And I was, it was a lovely gesture, but I was super pissed that I even had to do this. And I thought, oh, God, they're going to feel sorry for me. They're going to be like, oh, God, what's going on at home that you can't go home? Pity, all these sorts of things. So I was upset about having to go over there. But I went over and they were lovely and gracious and warm and we had a lovely time and the food was excellent and we sat around her table with her parents and her siblings and her brother was there and I always had a huge crush on her brother and loved him dearly. We grew up together and he lived far away and he was in town and he was a lovely, outgoing, gregarious, huge personality. And he just was telling these amazing stories. Like the entire Christmas breakfast was just focused around the spotlight, the beauty that was him. And we were laughing and joking and listening to his unbelievable stories. And when it was over, I got back in my car and I thought, God, that was so wonderful. That was so great. And I thought, no, stop that, Rochelle. No, it was awful. It was awful to have to be there. It was awful that I couldn't be with my own family. I got back into my bad mood very quickly. And then within that year, the brother died. He was hit and killed by a drunk driver. And I look back now, and what I thought was the worst Christmas I ever could have had was the best. And that is my favorite Christmas to look back on. That is my favorite memory because it's my memory with him and with them. When we have a tragedy in the family, it's not just about losing that one person. There is a part of us that often dies. There's a part of us that mourns forever, especially losing a child, losing a sibling. The family has pulled together and done a beautiful job, but in a lot of ways, they'll never be the same. And I got to have that last moment with them. And being able to flip the script and say, thank you, universe, for what I thought was this horrible moment ended up being a beautiful one. I rented a house years ago, and the girl who had rented it before me was a business professional like me. We were the same age. She had a small dog. She was single. And it was almost like we had mirror lives. And I had asked, why is she moving? And they said, you know what? She really, she's stuck it out here a couple years. She's from back east. And she was hoping to find a relationship. She didn't find one. She was getting kind of homesick. But so she went to move back home. And 
I remember I was like, I chatted with her a couple of times about the house needing things, or whatever. And I knew how sad she was that life hadn't worked out here and that she had to go back home. And it really struck me because we were so similar in so many ways. And I thought, oh my God, I'm also looking for relationship, partnership. We are both divorced. And I thought, oh my God, is this going to be me? And she moved home and with a couple blocks from her parents. And within two years, her father died of COVID. And I remember seeing it. We became friends on social media. And I remember seeing it on social media that he had passed away. And I thought, God, here's this thing that she thought was this tragedy, that she didn't make the life that she wanted. She didn't get the life that she wanted out here in Oregon where we lived. So she moved back home. And I know what it can feel like to have to move home, to, to have to go home after a, after a divorce, after life hasn't worked out the way you want. But oh my God, she got to live down the street from her father for two years before he died. And I guarantee you now, she's so grateful. And in fact, she's gotten remarried and had a child and looks incredibly happy at how one tragedy, one thing that we think is going wrong, what's wrong with us, why can't we do this? Why can't life work out for us? And we have no idea that life is about to work out for us. Are we going back to look at that? I remember crying in bed one night because I was really feeling super sad. I think it was Valentine's Day, super sad about not being in a relationship and not finding my person. And I just was crying in bed and I was laying on my stomach and I was just crying into my pillow thinking like, why does it seem like the demons come at night, right? You're like trying to fall asleep and then they come and they're like, hey, remember this thing you said that was stupid in fifth grade and everybody laughed? Let's think about that right now, right? Always seems to be the demons' favorite times. And right about to fall asleep and just thinking about all the other people I knew who were in partnership and had relationships. And I was super sad. And I said, I just want a man in my life who just loves me unconditionally and just a best friend, partnership, somebody that I can just love and spend time with that will fulfill this beautiful life that I'm living. I want that little partner in crime. Why don't I have that? And feeling so, what was me? What's wrong with me? All these things, like, why don't I deserve this? Why don't I get to have this, right? Those, those deep, dark places that we can go, we can spiral down so quick. And just then, my dog, Zan, my five-pound Pomeranian at the time, took a deep breath, and he was like, ah, and he rested his teeny tiny head on the bottom of my foot and fell asleep. I just... In that moment, it hit me how many years I had been sad, how many years I complaining about not having partnership, not having somebody to unconditionally love, not getting to be unconditionally loved, not having somebody to do this life with. And sure, it didn't look the way that I had decided it should look. It didn't look the way that I had presumed it would look, the way society had sold me it would look. But God damn, did I have partnership. God damn, was I unconditionally loved and got to give unconditional love in return. For 15 long, beautiful, short, two quick years with a teeny tiny five pound little man. I got that love and I wasted so much of that time thinking about the other kind of love that I didn't have. Equally, I remember I, there was a, 
astrologer that I go to once a year. It's just been fun for nine years now, I think. And I, I go once a year and she sort of tells me about what's going to happen the whole year. And it's fun to just, that's going to happen or not happen, what, what have you. And she said, this is going to be your year for partnership. And she's known forever that I've, I wanted to be in relationship. And she said, this is your year. This is uh, every sign points to partnership, 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 partnership. It's going to be a beautiful partnership. It's going to be a special partnership. It's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be unexpected. So of course, my brain went to all the hallmark lands, all the ways like, you know, oh my goodness, is it going to be raining and I trip and fall in the street and he catches me and we lock eyes and then wedding bells and the whole, you know, that whole thing. And, uh, um, God, I tell you guys too much. I tell you guys way too much. Why do I do this? And so I was really excited about this amazing partnership with a man that was finally going to be happening to me. And I went to get pizza one night with a, a girlfriend of mine. And I was just talking about my business and ways I felt like I was failing because there were certain things I was really good at with my business and certain things I was not good at. And she said, oh, well, so I was like, ah, I don't know if this like life coaching thing is going to be for me because I'm not getting some of these things done. And I had a client that hadn't paid for three months and I didn't even notice. And oh my God, and all these things that were going wrong, the back end of my business. And she just looked at me and said, you do realize that doesn't make you not a good life coach. It just means you need support in the back end of your business. And that's totally normal. That's why there are people who that's what they're good at. I was like, really? She was like, that's what I'm good at. She said, I love a spreadsheet. I love making systems. I love organizing things. And she says, you're not even going to really have to pay me because there's so much lost money out there that you're not collecting on that's owed to you that I will just go and find those and get you a payment system and going. And that's going to make up for what you have to pay me. And I was like, you sure? Like all the things I'm asking, like all these things are like horrible, awful, like terrible things. Who likes a spreadsheet? And her eyes just lit up and she was like, oh my God, I would love this. This would be like my ultimate job. I love organization. And I'm like, I just love helping people and getting on camera and making TikToks and doing all this stuff. And she said, let's just try it out for a little while. And here we are. And that was Shauna. For those of you who are in the membership, the group coaching membership or work with me one-on-one, or I think I've brought her up a few times in, in the podcast as well. That's Shauna. I always say behind every strong woman, there's a stronger woman with a spreadsheet. And mine is Shauna. And she is my partner in crime in this because she runs the entire back end of my business while simultaneously going to school to be a therapist. Don't know how she does it. But I waited that whole year and just thought, God, partnership never came. My business expanded. My business grew. I made more money. I could help more people. It just it was so wonderful to be in this with somebody, shoot ideas off of somebody, find out my business could do things I never could have fathomed it could do because she could figure it out. She could organize it. She could make it work. And she loved it. And I remember just sitting there at the end of the year going, God, it didn't happen. I didn't get partnership this year. And then all of a sudden it clicked. I did get partnership. I got Shauna. And no, this uh, <laughs> this podcast is not going in a direction you didn't expect. We're like, and now Shauna and I are dating and living together happily in love. No, no, no. She is very happily in love with her husband. So that is not where this is going, but it is partnership. I asked the universe for partnership. I asked the universe for partnership all the time. And she said partnership was coming, a really beautiful, special, magical partnership I wasn't expecting was coming. And my God, did it come. 
it just was hard to see because it wasn't what I had decided it should be. It didn't come in the package I had decided, but God damn was a partnership. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't trade any man in the world for the 15 years I had with Zan. That was partnership. I'm so glad I was fighting with somebody in my family and spent that Christmas where I did. I'm so grateful that things didn't work out for the girl who lived in my house. She got two years with her father and a new husband and a baby. She's so happy. And I think more often than not, we have these experiences in our life. We don't see them. We make them different experiences. We forget the story of our life. We forget the linear progression of our life. And we think, oh God, that awful thing happened to me. Or that thing I wanted never happened to me. And then something does happen and we think it's a separate event. But they're never separate events. They're all one linear story that happened. And sometimes we don't get the things we want, but we get the things that we need. I don't know if partnership, romantic partnership, soulmate partnership is coming for me. But I do know that I got 15 beautiful years and I have an amazing partnership in my business. And you know what? I will take the partnership with Shauna, the partnership in my business that allows me to do this, allows me to do the thing that I believe I was put on this planet for. I will take that partnership any day over romantic partnership. That's just me personally. So I got the things that I wanted. And there may be more things to come. But I have to always recognize the progression of things. So I challenge you to take time to look at the progression of your life, to look at how one thing rolls into the other, how one decision affects other decisions, affects other circumstances, that when you think you are walking this alone, when you think that you are forgotten, when you think you are forsaken by God, the universe, nature, whatever, that you may not be. You may be constantly pushed on the right direction. And because we don't do toxic positivity around here, I'm not going to tell you everything's going to be wonderful and everything is going to go right for you and you just have to trust. Things are not always going to go right for you. Things are going to be painful. Things are going to be hard. I do believe everything happens for a reason, but it's not always going to be beautiful and it's not always going to be fun. Sometimes these things are incredibly, incredibly painful and sometimes They are doing that while also leading us exactly where we need to go. Love you guys. Hope that helps. Are you a woman who's been wanting to do your inner work? You've been wanting to work through childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, wanting to find a way to be 10% happier, wanting somebody to tell you the things that you don't already know that will just, boom, spark the right idea? then think about joining the Sisterhood Group Coaching. If you're looking for accountability to stay on task with the things you are wanting to learn, if you're wanting that nudge in that right direction and a sense of community, other women who are doing this work alongside of you, then I highly recommend you stop this recording right now. We'll be here waiting. This podcast will always be here for you. And go sign up for the Sisterhood Group Coaching. Join us. You deserve it.